3: Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios, and brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with Traffic, Gentleman, who's a singer songwriter who grew up in outside New York City. After decades of quietus, he reestablished the adored Memphis Sound with brand new music. And what's with the new Memphis Sound? We'll talk about that. He's been involved with Elvis Presley, The Jordanaires, TV talk show legend uh, Joe Franklin. And a a psychic to the stars, John Cohen, also been involved with uh, Billy Joel's band and a lot more. And, of course, uh, if you guys remember Earl Grant from back in the day and also Elvis Presley, there was a song called At the End of the Rainbow, and we'll be talking about that. Just take it to a whole new level, and this guy knows how to take it to a pot of gold. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from Plus Studios, somebody in the United States, and uh, word has it, he's in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Maybe Elvis got him there. Maybe, uh, one of the psychic to the stars led him, maybe it's Elvis, maybe it's Billy, maybe it's Joel, but we'll see what happens. We'll talk about his latest at the end, the rainbow recreating the, um, the Memphis sound also a lot more interesting, um, music out there. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented John Krantus, John, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Good morning, Mike, whichever it is. Uh, I, I know one of my favorite songs was it's five o'clock somewhere. And, uh, wherever it is or what time it is outside the world, uh, where everybody's listening. Thank you for having us. And thank you, Mike, for having me on your show.
3: Much great to have you on board as well, too. You know, being five o'clock somewhere makes you think of Jimmy Buffett who, um, passed on and, uh, kind of left too soon. In our opinion, I was still wanting to get some more cheeseburgers in paradise and, um, being waste again in Margaritaville, but I'm sure he's up there, maybe having a little cheeseburgers with Elvis, a little, um, Peanut bar Absolutely. and banana, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, rock and roll
1: heaven. I love Jimmy Buffett. And uh, actually, we speaking of him, we have a, a release coming up in about six months for this, this coming summer, 2024, a song called Summer Souvenirs. Hmm. And my father, Jimmy Crondis wrote with Paul Evans uh, that was uh, originally pitched to Elvis to record. Uh, and he died too soon before he could record it. But I have, uh, it's another one of those songs, one of the hundred songs or so that uh, we've recorded with all the Elvis musicians. And on that recording, I have the American Sound Studio Band that recorded Suspicious Minds with Elvis and the Jordan Airs singing with me in Elvis Presley's horn section. And it uh, is very uh, reminiscent of, of a Jimmy Buffett type of song and has the steel drums and the marimbas. And uh, it's, it's a really cool song. So we're actually in the process of starting to set that up and design a record cover and the orchard is uh, working with us on getting uh, that set up ahead of time so it's ready to go at the end of May.
3: Mm. And we're certainly looking forward to it as well, too. And, of course, uh, you're a singer-songwriter from outside New York City. And uh, after decades of uh, quietness, which I like that, you established the adored uh, Memphis sound with new music. And you got at the end of the rainbow. We'll uh, play that along with um another one of one of the cuts uh, at the end of the audio interview. You've been involved with Elvis, the Jordanaires, talk show host legend Joe Franklin and stars. John Cohen and more, and a little bit of Billy Joel as well, too. And before getting to all that, uh, John, tell us how you first got started. Well, I'll quote my mother. People ask
1: me that question often, and uh, my mother was on a few radio interviews. Unfortunately, she passed uh, two years ago. But uh, her response, uh, and everyone giggled, we were on a radio interview in New York at WVOX, and uh, we were asked that question, and she stopped in and said, John was born – came out of the womb and was born into the studio.
4: <laughs> <Which when> I, <laughs> it usually gets a rise out of
3: the DJs. And, uh, I but, love but that I, one. I'll use that from now on. <laughs> but I, I, can, I can absolutely swear
1: on a stack of Bibles, she's a thousand percent correct because in every house since the day I was born, there was a recording studio in the basement. And my mother went on to further explain that, you know, I, I would cry and scream and, you know, and, and yell as, as a youngster, and she would bring me down in the basement into the recording studio, and my father was producing and making records, and I would just go silent and love every minute of it, and that would calm me down, and it's uh, still that day, to, uh, still that way today. The music uh, calms the most savage beast, and I guess
3: that's what happened to me. That is rather interesting. Maybe my parents should have done that. Just put me down in a <laughs> recording studio. That way, keep quiet. I think every parent should do that. Just build a little recording studio for the kids. If they have temper tantrums, just put them down there and let them be in a recording studio. I think that's a great way to do it. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The music
1: calmed me down and watching. and uh, I guess I took all that stuff in from day one when I was uh, a few weeks old. and It, it continued and never stopped.
3: Mm-hmm. and certainly does as well too and uh what was that one precise moment that simply said it was cemented in heaven this is what i'm gonna do for good okay i thought father, oh i thought you froze i'm sorry go ahead
1: i, I may freeze once in a while as so i'm trying to stay healthy and stay young i have to drink some more lemonade and orange juice but uh i remember at a very young age at seven years old my father had uh had me audition for these, these songs that were made about the cartoon characters from Harvey Comics. Oh, and yes, I, I remember those. Yes, yeah, so and my father wrote a couple of those songs and got involved in it. They sold millions of copies, and I ended up being the voice singing the song Baby Huey. the baby Oh, giant. yeah,
3: Baby Huey. Gee, yes. that's and,
1: logical. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, uh, believe it or not, I was seven years old, and that was my first commercial recording. And uh, it's it's popped up on YouTube. There's some outfit that's put some of those Harvey Comics songs on YouTube. And if you go look, look for John Crondis' Baby Huey Harvey Comics, you can hear my song. That, that is interesting. He
3: sang the Baby Huey song. I'm going to have to look it up when we uh, get done with it. And um, I'll have to pull out the uh, Baby Huey videos or something or watch Casper at the same time.
1: That's, that's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it but does. It does. You know, my father was making records and hit records and writing hit songs. And I met a lot of great people from the time I was a a very, very young kid, you know, five, six, seven years old. I, I loved every minute of it and meeting all these musicians and the process of making records. And as they say, the apple doesn't fall far from tree. My father got me started writing music. I wrote one very, very beautiful song with my father. And unfortunately, his time expired when I was young. But uh, I wrote a song called The Way I Feel Tonight with my father, Jimmy Crandas, who is a, a very famous uh, award-winning songwriter.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, I've actually recorded that song over the last few years. It's finished now with the Elvis Presley musicians, uh, a dynamite song. And I've got the Jordan Airs and the original Sweet Inspirations that sang with Elvis and some of his horn section players on that song. So that'll be a song that'll be released sometime soon. We've got a lot of songs and that's one of our good problems too many songs and we're still recording trying to capture the moment
3: <laughs> there is never too many songs out there and you got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds out there especially with uh elvis Parsley, the Jordanaires, and the like as well and besides elvis Parsley, who, who are you some of our other favorite singers songwriters musicians growing up
1: uh, growing up for me uh I mean, I loved all kinds of music. I loved the 70s music. I got a kick out of that. Uh, I remember the song uh, The Hustle, Van McCoy. All, I loved all that stuff. And and the Doobie Brothers, uh, Bachman-Turner Overdrive. And uh, I remember Bruce Springsteen when that first came out in the 70s, Born to Run. I mm-hmm. loved that song. I remember listening. I think the first time I heard that song, I was listening to, so I, you I know, grew up in New York, to WABC, which... Uh, That was an AM station. 77 WABC was a music station at that time. Mm. And I remember hearing that, the Bruce Springsteen Born to Run, and also Mandy, uh, that beautiful song by Barry Manilow.
3: Yes, Uh, Barry Manilow. That is a classic, yes.
1: Classic song. I remember hearing all those things. And my father was working as an executive, aside from being a record producer and a writer. He worked at ABC Records in the 1970s and also at RCA Records. And uh, they had some great acts and he would bring me home all these records. And I met some of these musicians. Steely Dan was uh, one of the uh, groups that was assigned to ABC records. And I met them there in New York and Kenny Laguna, who was Joan Jett's producer actually wrote with my father and uh, was working with my dad uh, as a writer at ABC records and at RCA records. My father started bringing home uh, some of the Elvis records. And I remember when, uh, suspicious minds came out hearing that single my father brought me home the, the song when i was probably four years old oh, wow. and i loved every minute of that song and uh, i've ended up now recording a lot of these great new recordings with the elvis presley musicians more specifically the american sound studio band mm-hmm. that's the band that recorded suspicious
3: minds with elvis okay and, I, and, I love all kinds of music and, and how did you first uh, get connected with elvis and the jordanaires well, it was uh,
1: not something that was intentional. I started recording a new arrangement of my father's song, "The End," at the end of a rainbow, Earl Grant's first big hit, and I was feeling, uh, you know, reminiscent and uh, missing my, my father. You know, he died at fifty-nine years old, and uh, I sat down at the piano and started writing, coming up with this really cool arrangement, a, a new type of rendition of the end mm-hmm. and I ended up uh, keep wor- you know when I get these things in my head when I'm writing my own song or coming up with something like that a new arrangement I kept at it, kept out it till it was perfect and, and ready to go and I had gone to a famous arranger George Andrews uh, to play it for him and uh, he ended up loving the song and started laughing when he when he at the end of the song when he heard my piano and my voice and he said you know what I think and I said I kind of cringed a little bit because he was laughing <laughs> and he said, I love it he started laughing hysterically and then went on to say started laughing again and pointed at me and said, you sound like Elvis. And I started I, I wasn't expecting that response. He started laughing again. And he said, who's going to sing with you like he was going to fall off his chair laughing. Then he bursts out and says, you need a big godly vocal group like Elvis had, like the Jordan Airs. Ha 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 laughing hysterically. <laughs> and I wonder if they're still alive. And uh, long story short, believe it or not, you know, I started recording this new arrangement of that song at Sony Music Studios. And they loved the song and put me in touch with Dixon Van Winkle, an old school producer in New York. And uh, he loved the music. And George Andrews had talked about the Jordanaires. And I guess word traveled fast. And uh, somebody there in in the business had sent a copy of my piano and voice recording to be the beginning of that track to the Jordanaires in Las Vegas. They were doing a show out there, a Patsy Cline tribute. And they loved mm-hmm. the song and uh, called back. And I, I hear from Dixon Van Winkle that uh, the Jordan liked your song. And uh, they said that they would agree to try a session with you and, quote, see how it goes. So they said, if you want to send John out to Las Vegas, we'll try a session with him. So that's what we did. And Dixon Van Winkle and Sony Music said, let's let's start a few more tracks because it's silly to have one song to fly to las vegas and have the jordan airs sing one song the end so we started three more tracks and went out there with four tracks the others that are a couple finished the way i feel tonight when i told you about they sang in that very first session it was magic and we have a new recording of can't help falling in love that the jordan airs those same four men that sang on the same song in 1969 with elvis sang on the new recording and that's schedule to be completed here in the next few months with the, re- the recording of strings and horns. So we've got some great things uh, that happen. And, and from that recording of the end, all these other musicians, including Joe Esposito, his road manager, heard about me and heard, we started getting radio play on the end and uh, the calls just started coming in and radio stations, fans, everybody thought they were hearing Elvis. Not that that was the intention, but, uh, In some kind of uh, godly way, the rest of Elvis Presley's musicians ended up finding me and we found each other all through an introduction by somebody else in a business or I have no idea how that went, including now that the Billy Joel musicians and others. So I ended up meeting the TCB band and Ronnie Tut and did a session with them. And uh, Ronnie had brought Reggie Young, who was the guitar player for the American Sound Studio Band, in to play on that session. And he approached me during that session. Said this music really, really sounds great. And the question from all these musicians and these groups were, do you have any more songs? And uh, so what we did with Reggie, you know, he said, I, you know, my guys are still around. The American Sound Studio Band. Would you like to try a session with them? So he organized a recording session. And at this point, we had all of them. Everybody's healthy, alive, ready to go. The most unbelievable musicians in the world. So I started cutting tracks and sessions one after the next with the American Sound Studio Band and combinations of sessions with Ronnie Tut when he was available, the drummer with the TCB Band. We ended up having Elvis Presley's first drummer, DJ Fontana. I remember. Yeah, what a
3: classic. Yes.
1: He played, played, uh, you have to ask Caden Gordon, he he recorded something like 450 or more uh, RCA cuts with Elvis Presley. And he he was still around. Nobody used him anymore. And he heard about the project. And I got a call, uh, you know, from somebody close to him said he'd like to, to try recording some songs with me and some of the other Elvis musicians. And it was again just an amazing session. He recorded six or eight new songs, which, which none of this stuff is released yet. The end and a dream for peace are the first. Uh, but we tried to bring DJ back in the studio uh, for a second round. We wanted to keep everybody in the loop and keep more more people playing more songs on the elvis musicians and unfortunately he died in his sleep in 2018 so we never got a second chance but we do have some great new songs even with with dj fontana playing drums
3: how do you like that that is interesting you also have um some other music, you've been on Spotify and also Pandora and a little bit of YouTube and more. You only hear what you want to hear, Let It Be Me. And, of course, more with um, John Cronus as well, too, of At The End of the Rainbow. But first, listen to The Mike Wagner Show at themikeweidnershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1 800 303 3960. That's 1 800 303 3960 or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Whitener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. We're also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor, The Mike Whitener Show, International Warring author Mia Molson if you love fast paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those who love be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has gotten great reviews. in Eve 11 and by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com. On 40 podcast platforms, Heard 100 countries including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Also on Pandora, Buzzsprout, and um, tune in and more. And make sure you take us with you on any mobile device. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and more. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wedner Show podcast year round. T shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies makes great gifts 24 7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wedner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash me and for great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles. Also, t shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Molson Check it out today and support the Mike Weidner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Mike Show.com. We're here with the amazing singer songwriter from um, outside New York City, John Crondis, here on the Mike Weidner Show. And of course, his dad is, um, you know, Jimmy Krundes, uh, an award winning songwriter, musician, singer, and just about everything else. And of course, Decades of Quietus. You reestablish the adored Memphis sound with new music and um, Decades of Quietus. I've never heard that term before. I love it.
1: That's a great word, whoever came up with that one. but it's absolutely true. Uh, the Elvis musicians there there was no new music. Uh, many experts and fans uh, you know longed to hear the Memphis sound again and, and basically they called August 16th, 1977 the day the music died, the day Elvis died, you know, the world believed that they'd never hear this music again mm-hmm. or you know, music that that died with Elvis. And uh, as soon as I did that first recording session uh, with the Jordan and and they recorded and sang the end with me, it was like that magical Memphis sound. People in the studio gasped, the engineer, the media people, there was a few industry people there. This happened from day one in every song we've been recording since. And, and the more musicians that played with Elvis that would come into the studio and get together as a nucleus and, and play new music and then the singers that sang with Elvis in the horn section and all these beautiful, incredibly talented people would come back together as this thing kept getting rolling and starting new music. It, it was the most indescribable feeling. And others would walk, including the musicians that played with Elvis, would walk in the studio and gasp. Their jaws would drop and, and they hear the, the songs being created on the, on the loudspeakers and say, oh, my God, Elvis is in the room. <laughs> and he never left the building. By the way, he never left the building. Never left the building. He's still here, and uh, I'm a believer. Most of the musicians and the Jordanaires, and uh, even uh, fast forward, Liberty DeVito, who's just joined the project a few months ago, who was Billy Joel's drummer of 30 years. Blessed himself, blessed himself three times in front of the the microphone, and before <laughs> he started playing the first song, said Ronnie Tut and DJ Fontana. Both of Elvis's drummers that are recently deceased, he said, This is for you. And he, he explained and, and put it on the mic and told everybody in the studio, I'm not here to replace Ronnie Tut. I can't. He's a legend. And DJ Fontana, unfortunately, they're not here. They've passed the torch. All these musicians, including Liberty, who just started the pro- project, felt this was such an important project that they were picked, that they were chosen, that this was. Uh, a calling from rock and roll heaven, and that's how he described it. That's how I believe it. That's how Joe Esposito, Elvis's best friend, believed it when he got brought into this project and heard the first recording, and spent the rest of his life, the last ten years of his life, starting new recordings and and building this project to where it is now.
3: Mm-hmm. And certainly, indeed, too. Of course, you had um, you know over over a hundred songs. Uh gather recordings and everything and I'm going to throw this out to you of course I know we ask what your what's your favorite song what are your top 5 or top 10 Elvis songs your favorite I would I would
1: say one of my favorite songs is burning love uh which is the TCB band you know that's a great great song and suspicious minds and uh that's the band that's playing on a, a number of my songs one that's on the radio right now the dream for peace which is a medley of the song, If I Can Dream, that Elvis sang in a 68 comeback special, along with the beautiful classical dream. And that's the American sound studio band that recorded Suspicious Minds with Elvis. And as a little kid, before I even dreamed of meeting any of these people, that was one of my favorite songs. Uh, I also loved Can't Help Falling In Love, which uh, through this association with the Jordanaires and my first session with them, that's one of the new songs we started recording which is just about finished now, and we've got a lot of other Elvis musicians on there. I mean, there's just so many of them. And my way, I mean, I loved that song to begin with, and Elvis loved that song because of Frank Sinatra, who who made that song popular. And Elvis sang it, never really recorded it, but sang it in all his shows till the day he died. And that's another one of these special songs that Joe Esposito, when he took hold and became the head of this project, asked us to record. He said, I want a new recording of certain songs my way being one of them, and if I can dream. And and as he explained, that when this project gets rolling and the world hears about this and starts hearing the music and the fans, this will be bigger than life and they're going to love it. And it's important that we record over again and make new arrangements, new recordings of certain key songs that were Elvis's favorite songs, important songs for Elvis, and songs that fans loved that Elvis recorded.
3: Mm, That is interesting. And I think there's one song that came to my mind, one of my personal favorites, Kentucky Rain.
1: That's a great song, too. I mean, I don't think there's a bad one. That's also, by the way, the American Sound Studio Band that uh, did that song, Kentucky Rain, Don't Cry Daddy. Uh, There's a whole bunch of them that he recorded with the American, that Elvis did with the American Sound Studio Band, including Suspicious Minds uh, in 1969 with the American Sound Studio Band. And they were, at that time, uh, historically, that was the hottest studio band in the country, in the United States, Wow! between, I think it was 1967 to 1972. They had, believe it or not, uh, about 125 charted hits. And uh, that's the band that's responsible and recorded Neil Diamond's biggest hit, Sweet Caroline, B.J. Thomas had a great uh, big hit called Hooked on a Feeling. Mm -hmm. That's the American Sound Studio Band.
3: Wow. That is something. I have to hire hire those guys for my next project. I don't know what I'm going to sing, but I like to hire them. So (laughs) I'd like to, too. The problem is uh, that uh, all of them are gone now, except
1: for the drummer, uh, Gene Crispin, who fell off a ladder a year or two ago and and can't really play anymore. Very sad. But... uh, that's one of the things that's, that's really driving this project, and we're getting so much interest and in the comments from music industry executives and radio stations is that they can't believe who's actually on these records that the promoters are sending out to play on the radio uh, from me. This Memphis rock music is actually all the original musicians and singers that played with Elvis Presley. And I couldn't, if Bill Gates gave me a billion dollars, I couldn't get another recording session and bring back the American sound studio band or the TCB band. You know, a lot of these people are gone, unfortunately, but there's still a few of these great players left, like Bobby Ogden, who looks great, looks healthy, looks young. And uh, he was one of Elvis's piano players and keyboard players up to his very last concert in June of 1977. He's still
3: cutting new tracks with me and uh, great musicians. Mhm and, and certainly as well too and of course you also have a couple of um that we uh also need to mention you only hear what you want to hear and also let it be me and uh, Telsmar Barthos
1: those are also great tracks uh the orchard I thank god for them that they believed in me from day 1 and uh you know before we even got these these songs released to radio they uh loved this and 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 put a few of my earlier my first singles on Spotify and on streaming platforms where well, this is brand new. Now they're actually uh, going crazy with this. We just had a conference call with them today and they're setting up promotion and advertising to start pushing, you know, the John Krondas Memphis rock music uh, all over social media and advertising it with the, you click on it, and it goes to Spotify. You can hear the song, but uh, those are great songs. All the, early, the first things I did, let it be me actually uh, is a song that was, produced with me by Gene Kennedy, one of my first managers. He heard about me actually through the end. Like you you knew the history of this. Gene Kennedy had called me and uh, got, heard about me through my recording of the end with the Jordan Ayers and went on to explain that he's always loved that song and he's a record producer. And he said, I produced a country version. He was explaining to me of the end by Jerry Wallace who was a noted singer, a country singer. And of course I, I I remembered it very well. My father won an award. That song climbed the country charts, topped the ch- country charts in 1979. My father won an award for that recording with Jerry Wallace at the end. So long story short, Gene Kennedy uh, started cutting tracks with me and, and as this started going, and I had the Jordan Airs in place. And uh, he's another one that used Gene Crisman, the drummer that played with the American Sound Studio Band. You know, he ended up getting an arranger, Buddy Spiker, who arranged the strings on Let It Be Me on my recording. And he worked with Elvis. He came in and and started explaining to me. I didn't know any of these things or who these people were, but uh, he actually had done some string recordings and played on some of Elvis's records. And he did an absolutely beautiful arrangement on Let It Be Me. Hmm. The song, You Want to Hear What You Want to Hear, was written by Paul Evans, who I was introduced to, who actually wrote with my father before I was born. Wow. And uh, Paul and I started writing together after he heard what I was doing in these first recordings and wanted me to record a couple songs that he wrote that were given to Elvis, some written by my father with him. But uh, You Only Hear What You Want to Hear is one of those songs. And that's one of the first tracks uh, in the first group of things we were doing. And DJ Fontana is the drummer on You Only Hear What You Want to Hear. And sounded, you know, he was tripping out all the young engineers in the studio. Everybody was just, uh, jumping up and down saying, look at that, that man go. He sounds like he's 20 <laughs> years old. I mean, here's Elvis Presley's first drummer rocking it out with the American Sound Studio Band musicians. That was uh, mostly the American Sound Studio Band with DJ Fontana on drums, Elvis Presley's horn section, and then we ended up having uh, the Jordan Airs, the Sweet Inspirations on that song. It's a, a great recording.
3: That is fantastic. I mean, you've got a great collection out there. you got something to offer. We're we'll certainly looking forward to checking it out. If there's other music you want to talk about, uh, feel free to talk about it as well. Absolutely. Well, you
1: know, right now, I mean, we're going as fast as possible recording uh not that we need any more songs my arranger george andrews yells at me says stop recording more songs It's <laughs> what we have I mean, we got so many songs that there's still songs you know being finished with the, with the strings and horns to complete them we've got about 14 on the deck right now and there's many more but we have a number of songs that are finished so there'll be plenty of songs coming out but uh this is a mission to me just like uh, Ronnie Tutt and DJ Fontana and the Jordan Ayers, all these people that came into this project felt that this was a calling. And uh, to me, this is a mission. It's a rock and roll mission. However, I came in the middle of this and this was gifted upon me or, or God and rock and roll having called on me to do this. Uh, this is my life and I'm making new music as fast and furiously as possible uh, so that we can continue this and generations to come, we'll be able to hear a lot of these new recordings. And the blessing of this is, as some of these people have unfortunately passed, we've got some of the world's greatest players that have become attracted to this and become interested to be part of the Elvis hit-making team with John Krondis and, and making more of this great Memphis rock
3: music. So that's that's the plan. And, and certainly the plans are indeed, and they're all lined with the stars. And who is responsible for this and the uh, amazing career of John Crondis? We'll find out in just one minute. You listen to The Mike Weidner Show at the com, powered by Sonic Web Studios, and brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Weidner Show, International Warring Author Mia Melson missing. We'll be back with you, multi talented singer, songwriter from outside New York City, John Crondis
0: 3960 or visit us online at com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level.
5: Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host and I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is extraordinary relation of ordinary people based on a real life relationship. It's just it's well written. It's amazing.
3: We're back. You amazing, multi-talent. John Krandas here on the Mike Wagner show will be playing um, at the end of the rainbow and uh, some of his music at the end of the audio interview. And it seems like a lot of things have really fallen into place. And of course, you know, the stars are aligned and everything else and everything all comes together. Thanks to a wonderful person named John Cohen. Tell us more about that. John Cohen. It's actually Cohen. Cohen. Got it. Okay. He's,
1: he's, he's uh, reprimanded me uh because a couple djs called him cohen and and i didn't know this but as he explained to me he's irish and uh co co -co Cohen or cohen is uh a a jewish version of the name cohen with an a as it's pronounced is irish so uh you know i have to be careful that properly uh, so he's proud of me and you and everyone listening uh the proper pronunciation. But John Cohan is a very famous psychic. And uh, actually, he met me uh, on when I had sang, before any of this came about, I sang a song when I was uh, a teenager on the Joe Franklin Show. And Joe Franklin and my father knew each other. And uh, when the end first got recorded, and I finished that recording, Joe Franklin claimed to be one of the first radio stations or the first radio station to play my song, the end with the Jordan airs. Wow. And uh, he had aside from his TV show, the Joe Franklin show, great TV show host, one of the longest running shows. He also had a radio show on W W O R uh, radio in New York, a show called memory lane. And he called me in and interviewed me on his radio show as well and played the end and told the audience that not only do I, Claim to be the first station in New York and in the country to play your song, The End with the Jordan Airs. But I proudly will say that I was the first station to play Earl Grant's version of The End in 1950. <laughs> I like That's that. how far back Joe Franklin goes. and knew,
3: knew my father and his music dating back to 1958 when this all started. Wow, and I'm sure Earl must be really proud of this accomplishment. He's up there at the end of the rainbow, so... <laughs> Absolutely. He's another one of these great people on the other side of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And certainly does. In the meantime, where can we find all your music, including the latest release, John? Well, right now, uh,
1: from all these great people working with us, uh, the orchard has been promoting my music and, uh, doing a great job and doing even more to advertise my music and promote it. They're putting together ads to advertise all over social media, but, uh, they have my song on uh, a few of these earlier songs on Spotify and Title and uh, YouTube, all the the popular streaming services. It's hard to keep up with them all, but uh, the the orchard has done great stuff with Spotify. We're getting a buzz there and getting a lot of listeners and and new streams. So definitely check out John Crondis as an artist on Spotify. There's uh, all these uh, songs that you're referring to, the first few songs that that, that we finished and that uh, the orchard is put out there is on Spotify. Uh, you know, we're working very hard to, you know, get more and more promoters. We have uh, promoters that are promoting the end and and a dream for peace to playlist curators on Spotify that are now all of a sudden triggering a lot of new activity where we're getting played and, and added to a lot of Spotify playlists, which represent another thousands or millions of listeners. And, uh, We also are getting a lot of radio play, you know, thanks to some of the world's biggest radio distributors, Play MPE being one of them, and Yangaroo Music and All Access Nashville, uh, Music Radio Promotion, CDX Nashville. We've got more. Uh, The list goes on, but I've been blessed. I mean, all this activity, more specifically in the last six months, we've got the interest and support of Play MPE and uh, Yangaroo, all these very, very big companies that have the power and are the gatekeepers and the ability if they like the artist and the music and they vote on it to get this to every corner of the earth, like your show, going us to several countries, Play MPE uh, literally is uh, getting us played all over the world, all over Europe, the, the UK, uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, all over the
3: place. That is certainly amazing. We'll be playing uh, his music at the end of the audio interview. We encourage everybody to do that. We're here with a uh, singer, songwriter, multi talented uh, John Crondis of At the End of the Rainbow here on the Mike Wagner Show, responsible for bringing back the Memphis sound and a couple of things. John, what else can we expect from you in 2024 and beyond? In 2024, you're going to be hearing a lot of new music from John Crondis and the Elvis Hit Making
1: Team Project, uh, beginning with the end. Uh, at the end of a rainbow, we're starting a very big worldwide release and campaign to radio and Spotify is already on there, but a very big radio campaign beginning in the be- right at the top of the year of 2024. And for this reason, the Play MPE and a lot of the promoters jumped on the opportunity because the new movie Priscilla, which is basically a sequel to the Elvis movie about Priscilla Presley and her life and how she met Elvis, is being released internationally January 5th. Nice. And uh, starts in the UK and Europe. It's being released January 18th in Australia, New Zealand and and, and going. So my release of the end at the end of a rainbow will follow that release schedule of the movie. And for one of the important reasons that Elvis Presley chose my father's song, the end at the end of a rainbow to serenade and sing to Priscilla Bell, on the night they met in Germany in 1959 with Joe Esposito, one of his friends singing harmony when he sang the end to Priscilla. And she wrote about this in her book and it's in a People Magazine feature story on her, which people.com is online. You can click the link. And uh, she talks about that in in that story that Elvis in trying to gain her attention, walked up to the piano in that very first encounter and sang three songs to her. Are you lonesome tonight, rags to riches, and quote, with his friend singing harmony at the end of a rainbow. So that's our next big thing, a big global worldwide release of the end that will begin uh, the very beginning of January, 2024. And uh, we have the next song planned to follow that at the end of May, the song called Summer Souvenirs, which I've recorded with the American Sound Studio band that played Suspicious Minds with Elvis, my father wrote that song with Paul Evans, who wrote a lot of big Elvis hits, and uh, we have the Jordan Jordanaires singing with me on that song, Elvis's horn section, and it's a, a wonderful, happy, fun-sounding song, very reminiscent of Jimmy Buffett, who's left us much too early just this past year, and uh, in his honor, hopefully, this is something that strikes a chord with people and uh, makes them happy for this summer
3: of of two thousand twenty-four. That's mm-hmm. that's. Immediate uh, playlist for us. Mm -hmm. And certainly having a little cheeseburgers in paradise while getting wasted away on Margaritaville. I'm sure he's doing that up there with Elvis. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great thing. And uh, John, just a couple things as well, too. Who do you consider biggest influence in your career?
1: Well, I would say Elvis definitely for one, because he's become a part of my life as a whole, 200%. But uh, also Frank Sinatra. I mean, I always loved Sinatra. And like Elvis didn't found uh, the song uh, My Way, I I always loved uh, the rendition of My Way, which uh, Frank Sinatra started that song. And uh, there's another song actually that I've recorded that will be released soon. We're putting the strings and horns on the song called It's Impossible. Mm. And when my father worked at RCA Records in the early 70s, my father, Jimmy Crondis actually showed that song to Perry Como, Wow. Which ended up being his his big hit. And that's the song that made him and kept him going was It's Impossible. And I've always loved that recording. And Joe Esposito, when he met me and he met my mother, Florence Grandis, she pitched him and said, let's, let's record It's Impossible because of my father. My father won all kinds of awards. My father is the one who promoted that song with RCA Records and made it a hit. And Elvis Presley, found that, that song like much like he did with My Way because of Frank Sinatra. You know, Elvis loved that song, It's Impossible, and uh, had did, did that song. And Joe Esposito had wanted us to record that song as well. That's one of the last songs we started recording before he died in 2016. But uh, outside of that, I mean, I love music. I, I've always loved the 70s. I love the stuff before I was born in the 60s. Uh, I love the Eagles. I remember my dad taking me when he worked in the music business. In the early 70s, out to Saratoga Springs in New York to see the Eagles. And mm-hmm. I think it was probably their first concert. Uh, I, I love the 80s rock, Def Leppard, uh, Joan Jett. I love rock and roll. Oh, I yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love all these group, groups. She- mm-hmm. trick, uh, every one of those great groups. Kissed. Rock and roll all night. I mean, I, I always loved that growing up as a youngster. Uh, <laughs> all that great music. And uh, I love all kinds of great
3: music. So there's a few favorites, but I love everything. And mm-hmm. I'm sure Elvis will be happy about that, too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, part of my mission is keeping the music alive for Elvis. And, you know, more specifically, keeping the Memphis sound alive. Mm-hmm. And, and sound, of course, last... style of music.
3: Everybody oh, yeah. Dead hmm. And, and last thing, what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
1: Well, the, the advice I could give everybody is, uh, you know, thank you very much for your support. Please keep listening to our new music, the new Memphis rock music by John Cronus and the Elvis hit making team. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Please stream our music. Uh, that's the fastest way to start hearing this music. The Orchard's providing us uh, all over Every important platform in the world, so the world is is catching this. We're getting millions of plays and streams everywhere, and and, uh, and follow me on on Instagram and the social media platforms on Spotify. But uh, if you follow the John Crondis Instagram page, all my social media platforms are all the same. Just look for John Crondis. As long as you don't mispronounce or misspell the name, you're there. John Crondis, K R O N D E S, at John Crondis on Instagram. Facebook, uh, Twitter, even on LinkedIn. We're getting a, a lot of industry people too, uh, a lot of radio people and music industry people. They're connecting with me on LinkedIn. Uh, all good stuff just to keep connected to the world so everybody hears the new music and and the news, the rock and roll news first. Just follow John
3: Crondis and follow the new Memphis Rock. We will certainly do that as well. Once again, with the multi ton of John Crandis of At the End of the Rainbow here on the Mike Wagner Show. John, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live having you back. Once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? And we can per- people purchase or check out your works. Yes, good question. And thank you very much,
1: Mike. And uh, likewise, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show and hope to do it again. Uh, we have a great website that's uh, in place that's getting bigger by the day. It's the same thing, John Crondis, Just remember the name, johncrondis.com. That's the official site. And uh, people can follow me there. Uh, the Orchard, with, with the first few of these uh, songs that the earlier songs that I had finished that they put up there, some of which are not even released yet, uh, you can find on iTunes and uh, Amazon Music. Uh, They've they put this stuff pretty well everywhere. Now they're in high gear, making sure it gets on every new outlet of a platform. Uh, the Orchard's in charge of that. But in Sony, who was partnered with The Orchard, it's uh, uh, really a blessing. We have some very big, great, uh, important people in the, in the business uh, that are coming on board, helping to explode this and further and bring this music to the world.
3: That is certainly amazing. We're going to check that out once again, John. A very big thank you for your You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. Wish you all the best, and John, you definitely have a great future. Have you? Thank you so much, Mike, and thank you everyone for listening. God bless you. <laughs>
6: fine Place you can go but just tell me There's no place you can go, but just tell me you love me and you are